talking about something I don't even remember coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Apparently that's a Michael Corleone quote from The Godfather Part 3, which I didn't know anything good came out of that movie, but I guess that quote is from it. But I'm listening to the Commentary Magazine podcast, and they're talking about trans people, and it just made me want to say some stuff. Even though I talked about it yesterday, maybe I'll put, maybe I'll release this on a different day so it's not back to back. You might even say ass to ass trans episodes. But uh, one of the guys mentions the movie Tootsie, which uh, I think it's from, it's probably from 1984, the greatest year that ever yeared its year. Eh, maybe 82. Anyways, phenomenal movie. It's in the top 50 of money making movies of all time uh, when you adjust for inflation. But the movie's about a guy who dresses up as a woman and, you know, he lives, whatever, he lives as a woman, I think, to get a job. I, I can't remember. So it's kind of a comedy, but also it's a love story. And so, you know, while he's dressed as a woman, he meets a woman and he falls in love with a woman. And she just thinks he's like the greatest female friend ever. And then, you know, I think she starts having some confused feelings because he's actually a man. And there you go. There's the elevator pitch for the movie Tootsie. I mean, generally, it's, you know, it's the classic one. So many movies are like this. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl. I guess girls are trophies. But anyways, apparently at one point, he, he says a line to her that's pretty good. He goes, I was a better man with you when I was a woman than when I was a man. I'm trying to make a podcast right now while I'm hunting mosquitoes with one of those tennis racket-shaped bug zappers, which... I freaking love this thing. I love the smell of burning mosquito in the morning. But all this made me think of a joke. It's funny, you know, if you get a podcast, you can be like, let me tell you this clever line that I did four years ago and make a 10-minute podcast about it. But so, I was an electrician for eight years. I kind of mentioned that before. And one of my hobbies is welding. Like, I used to smoke cigarettes, and boy, I miss those suckers. Anyways, I, I haven't smoked in a long time. I mean, if, if somehow I knew I could quit, I would smoke a cigarette right now. But I can't quit, so I don't do it. And I know that because I have permanently quit cigarettes many times. But anyways, back when I used to smoke cigarettes, I would make um, welded yard art. Like, you know, if you paint a painting, like, you know, unless, unless your painting's worth a ton of money... Uh, paintings are stupid. Like, you know, if you start painting paintings, all of a sudden you now have a ton of paintings, right? And you got no more room on your wall. So now you got to give your paintings away. And, you know, and your friends are like, I already got something on my wall. I don't have room for another painting. Makes me think of a friend a long time ago. He got into painting and he like collected a bunch of his dog's hair and mixed it with the paint and put that on a canvas. And it was like, I mean, whatever. Art and artists are stupid. But there's a period, it's probably about 15, 20 years ago, that I was like, I want to be a stupid artist. Makes me think, when I was a kid, I went to a fancy art museum in uh, New York City, and they had a Picasso. They had a Picasso on the wall. And so I walked up and I touched it. And the security guard was like, get away from there. But I just did it so I could say that I touched a Picasso. And I did touch a Picasso. There might be enough of my DNA on that painting to clone me. I don't know. Depends on how snot-nosed I was that day. But in any case, I wanted to be an artist, and so I 
I looked around at all the stupid types of art, and the least stupid one to me was metal uh, welded yard art. And so I'd make stuff, you know, I'd take like a, a broken shovel and some horseshoes and some railroad spikes, and I'd turn it into a chicken or something like that. You know, and people don't have room on their wall for dog hair paintings. But usually, or at least where I live in Oregon, uh, they got room in their yard for a piece of metal. You can just throw it out in your yard and be like, that's art. But so, okay, trying to get back to the joke that I made years ago. So I have a circle of friends. One of them is a guy, and the other one is a girl. And we all live together, like, after high school in the same house as roommates. And so, whatever, we share a special bond because of that. And the girl, she became a lesbian. And she married a woman, um, I'm not sure how, it's been long, you know, maybe 15 years ago. I don't know. Um, like, back then in Oregon, you couldn't get married if you were gay. Um, but I think in the state of Washington, you could. So they like, whatever. They had to go out of state to get married. That's how long ago they've been married. Oh, right. So, like I was saying, I was an electrician for eight years. I can weld. I mean, just... I work, you know, I'm, I'm able to work with my hands very well. And so I can, whatever. I see other people trying to do stuff, and I'm like, you're terrible at that. And so that's how my friend's wife was. Like, she's always doing some sort of project. I don't know, trying to lay down rock in the backyard or replace a deck because it's rotting or, you know, just like, you know, do-it-yourself homeowner project stuff. Anyways, she was always doing that stuff, and she just was terrible at it. She just was not good at it at all. Like, hey, do you want to help me excavate my yard by hand and build a wall out of concrete blocks? And the answer is, no, I don't want to help you, and you shouldn't do that either. You know, hire someone with a machine or just don't do it. Ideally, don't do it. And so this woman, she's the butch. She's the butch, she's the manly one of the, the two women. We got femme, femme. My friend was a femme, and then I forget what you call the other one. It's not mask, but you could say mask is short for masculine. All right, but so anyways, here, to get to the point. So, me, my male friend, and my female friend, we all used to live together in an apartment back in the day. And then fast forward to, you know, 30 years later. Uh, a female friend is married to a woman who's always trying to do do-it-yourself projects, but she's terrible at doing them. And so I was talking to the male friend about it. We are just like, oh my God, this what project is she doing now? What is she going to fuck up again? And here was the joke that I said. I was like, being a man is harder than it looks. All right, I'm going to talk about whatever, because I don't want to do the thing I should be doing. So first off, lists. Um, you know, where you write down a bunch of things and cross them off as you go. I had a friend, he had a, I mean, he had a drinking problem, but he had a life problem. He just couldn't get his life together. And he kept getting DUIs. Like one night he was out drunk driving and a cop pulled him over and the cop had a lisp. And so my friend started mocking the cop and, you know, everything he would say, he'd say it with a lisp. I'm not, I'm, I wish I was better at um, voice imitations. It's something like, you know, oh, here you go, officer. Here's my license. Anyways, he got a Dewey. I think that was number three or something. But I learned something interesting because of his third DUI. Because um, he had to take some sort of class where you try and become not a drunk. And in that class, the, the, the leader of the... 
and we call that like a drunk drugs and alcohol class whatever like not how to take them how to not take drugs and alcohol but the person in charge of the class told him that if you make a list of something it shows that you care and at least for me that kind of um that kind of that kind of is correct if i care about something i try and put it on a list so i don't forget i mean i got too many things i got too many things to remember so i put it on a list and so the project I'm doing right now, except for I'm not doing it, is um, it's like the equivalent of cleaning out your garage and you got to organize all your stuff. And, you know, the summer clothing is in this tote and the winter clothing is in that tote. And you got to get out the summer and put away the winter, except it's way worse than that. But clothing is involved, plus a whole bunch of other crap. Like when I make metal stuff, I have a vise. I have a vise where I cut the metal and then I put a bucket underneath um, the vise so that the, the the end that I don't want or whatever falls off into the bucket, into a bucket, and that's just easier. So now I got a bucket of cut off ends of metal, which is better than just having ends of metal on the floor and then you got to pick up each one of them. Now you just pick up the bucket. But anyways, now I got I got like four of these buckets full of the ends of metal that are cut off. And unfortunately, a lot of it is actually still useful and I got to go through that. Anyways, I got to organize stuff. Uh, yeah, let's say this. Sometimes I feel smarter, you know, sometimes I'll wake up and feel good, get a good night's rest, and I'll be like, today is a smart day. And other times I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back asleep and I'll be like feeling like shit, and I'll be like, today is a dumb day. And, and on a dumb day, you know, I could build a house, like literally build a house to code. But only on the smartest of smart days can I organize my crap. It, it, it requires so much frickin' thinking, it's insane. Or I guess more accurately, it just makes me go, you know what, I'm not smart enough for this today. Let's do this another day. And so I got a phrase for this phenomenon for this phenomenon I'm trying to describe, which is cleaning out your sock drawer. Which is, you know, imagine you're in college or even high school, and you got a you know, you got a big test tomorrow. And all of a sudden, you know, and you gotta study. Okay, you got a big test coming up tomorrow. You got to study. You need to study like crazy. You haven't been paying attention in class, blah, blah. All of a sudden, your sock drawer is looking a little messed up. And wouldn't it be fun to just fix that sock drawer up? You know, get all your socks, get all the whites inside the whites and the blacks with the blacks. That's racist. But anyways, you get the idea. But so I'm organizing my stuff. And instead, I want to clean my sock drawer, which in this case is making a podcast. And so, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just going to read my list. I don't know if I'm going to explain the things to you. <laughs> you can just, you can just guess. But here's my here's current list. All right, we got Jenny, truck, well mouse, sewing machine, drill start everything, log bench supports, four millimeters, scooter. Well, and I guess quickly. So Jenny means I have a generator that's not working right. I got to look at that. Truck means I got a truck that ain't working right. Well mouse means I got a, I got a well. My drinking well has mice falling in it and dying, and I got to figure out a way to stop them from falling into my drinking water. Sewing machine is I bought a sewing machine, an old German sewing machine at a garage sale, and it's like super industrial and awesome, except it doesn't work. Drill start everything is, you don't have to like put, you know, you have to pull the cord on like your lawnmower or your chainsaw or whatever. Like I'm getting tired of pulling stuff, and I want to set them all up so you can use a drill to start them. Log bench supports is too complicated to talk about. Four millimeters. That's the size of the Allen wrench that I need to use to try and fix my truck. 
And I don't want to talk about the scooter either. Uh, that's how I am sometimes. It's like, there's stuff that causes me mental pain. And the scooter is one of them. It's like a thousand dollar electric scooter that goes 65 miles an hour. But for various reasons, I put that far off in the corner of my shop so I don't see it because I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I mean, basically, that's as far as I even want to go with the story because now all of a sudden I'm thinking about it. I've gotten pretty good at, uh, if something cause, causes me mental anguish, I just, I just recognize that. I say the word whatever and I move on. Like when I'm talking out loud, whatever means, you know, it means whatever, the, the, the thing that you think it means. But in the voice in my head, a lot of times, whatever, it actually means this is causing me mental pain and uh, let's stop thinking about it. Like I'll think about the woman that I should have asked to marry me and then I didn't and we broke up. And then in my head, I'll just be like, whatever, and I'll move on. But so it's, it's uh, the summer in Southern Oregon right now and it gets hot. It's Southern Oregon's like California, you know, you could almost call it Northern California. I think I'm maybe five miles away from the border, you know, as the crow flies, it takes longer to drive there. But I made a purchase last year that has just freaking made me so happy. Um, I went on Amazon and I bought a swimming pool for like a hundred bucks. Right. Let's talk about Amazon for a second. So I love Amazon. I'm sure everyone who listens to this is buying stuff on Amazon like crazy. Let me tell you about two things that will really help you get your money's worth on Amazon. There's a website, but also a, what, an extension. Like, I use Chrome. Anyway, it depends on your browser. Internet. You get it, you get it for your internet thing. Um, there's something called camelcamelcamel.com. I don't know, it's just camel. You know, camel, like, with a hump uh, three times. And it keeps track of the prices of Amazon stuff. And so, like, you're thinking, say you're looking at a swimming pool. You're like, oh, I think I might buy a swimming pool. Well, you, uh, in, my, in my case, you hit the extension button on my browser or, you know, do whatever you got to do. Look up Camel, 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 you'll figure it out. But they'll be like, oh, you know, this swimming pool is, normally goes for $100. Occasionally it drops down as low as 80 and sometimes it goes as high as $200. And so you like, you look at the swimming pool you want, you see that it's currently $200. And you're like, you know what, I should just wait and check, you know, check a week from now and then see if it's back to 100 or 80 and then like you're like oh it's 80 this is the time to buy it bam basically it allows you to buy stuff at the lowest price if you're willing to kind of wait and play a game and the other thing is just a website it's called bangyourbuck.com and it allows you to sort amazon stuff um like however you want like i used it recently for cat food like i wanted the cheapest you know wet cat food in a can that i could get but if you go to Amazon and say, you know, sort by low price to high price, they'll give you like just one can. They're like, oh, here's one can for $5, and that's the cheapest cat food you can get. And it's like, that's not what I'm really asking. And so Bang Your Buck will let you sort stuff any way you want. You can sort stuff by weight. You can sort stuff by the number. Anyway, it just it doesn't matter. But you can sort stuff any which way you want. And you can find out, oh, this 24-pack of cat food for $12 is the best deal or whatever. But so I bought this plastic swimming pool on Amazon for like a hundred bucks last year. And I live in Southern Oregon where, I mean, where I live, the smallest lot size allowed by uh, law is five acres. So everyone's got property here. Everyone's got a yard. Even in the city, everyone's got a yard in Southern Oregon, which means everyone has a place to put a little swimming pool. And so every evening at 5 p.m., 
me and my roommate, we go out and we sit in the little swimming pool for, you know, 15 minutes. That's all it takes. Yeah, oh yeah. In Southern Oregon, you don't have air conditioning. You don't have air conditioning because you don't usually need it. But anyways, you do get hot sometimes. The house finally gets hot in the evening. And so what you do is you sit in the swimming pool for 15 minutes. You will not be hot for like the next three hours as long as you don't do any like vigorous exercising. And the pool, it's, you know, it's a plastic pool that you inflate the ring on it. It's an inflatable ring pool, whatever. I highly recommend it. If you're in a situation where you're too hot and you got an extra hundred bucks in a yard, I super highly recommend these things. And then you got to buy bleach because algae will grow, but you'll figure it out. Okay, so all this talk is actually just so I can get to the point of how you fold up a plastic swimming pool. And so I learned this too late for last year, but, you know, so last year I, whatever, I, ha I had the swimming pool out and then the weather got cold and I wasn't using the swimming pool that much and the whole thing got full of algae. And then I tried to fold it up and put it away, but it just, in the cold, you can't do that. And so, you know, I ended up with, it's like wadding up a piece of paper. That's kind of how the swimming pool looked and, you know, it wouldn't even fit in a trash can. I mean, a, bigger than a 12 year old. And so I went to YouTube, and I'm like, how the hell do I fold up this swimming pool? And the answer is, you got to fold it up on a hot, sunny day. Like when the sun is beating down on the, you know, you empty the swimming pool, when the sun is beating down on it, it becomes soft, and you can fold it. And you fold it like a pizza, you know, like a circle, take a, you know, take your circle, you make a half circle, then you take that and you make a quarter circle, etc. Like eating a pizza. So I just wanted to say that, you got to fold up your pool while it's still warm all right what other horse crap are we going to talk about let's talk about this sewing machine so i got this sewing machine it's a fancy old sewing machine that and i don't know how to use a sewing machine i think it's manly i think it's manly if you can sew and i'm not a man i'm i'm, I'm a poor imitation of a man because i can't sew at all but i just had the bright idea one day recently i was like i want to learn to sew and the things i want to sew like i'm not going to be making clothing um i think i want to i want to sew tarps Basically, I have a trailer. I've been creating a scaffolding over a trailer that I can put a tarp on it that keeps everything dry in the trailer. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it involves... Like right now, I throw a tarp over the thing, and it looks like crap. It doesn't fit it correctly, and so I want to be able to sew tarps, cut them up and sew tarps into whatever shape I want. So that's why I want to sew. So I'm going to be working on this sewing machine. i got to, I got to take it apart and look at each... i got to clean it. Basically, i got to take the whole thing apart and clean it so that it will work correctly because it's gummed up. And I'm doing this outdoors. I'm doing this outdoors where if you drop a screw on the ground, you might never find it again. I'm doing it in a gravel area. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put down drop cloths, you know, basically garage sale sheets, bed sheets. I'm going to put them on the ground all around me, just everywhere. Everywhere I think a screw and a spring might spring off to the distance, I'm going to put down a bed sheet. So hopefully then I can go find the little parts after they uh, shoot out of my hand. And that's one way to do it. Sometimes you'd be working on something like super teeny. Maybe working on something super teeny with like springs and tiny screws and blah, blah, blah. What you can do, for, what you do in that case is you get yourself a big clear plastic bag and you work on whatever it is you're working on inside the bag. So if the spring goes sprunging, it stays in the bag. I'm going to throw in a clip about what, you know, what is it like to be a woman? Things that I don't understand, but I'd like to know more about. They claim the privilege. They claim the, yeah.
And yeah, they claim they claim better. the privileges without the struggle. I mean, there's a sense in which, like, honestly, they claim the privilege of womanhood without ever having to have the struggles of being a, a woman, and that well, is let's frustrating. Let's talk about to the people. struggles. Let's talk about the struggles in general, because we're you we, we talk about professional struggles, and you know. Uh, you know, pay, uh, you know, until the 1960s, a woman couldn't get a loan at a bank or a separate checking account or things like that. So th- there are those kinds of struggles. And then there are the actual existential struggles of being a woman, right? Menstruation, yeah, which men do not have to go through childbirth, which men do not have to go through menopause, which men do not have to go through the physical, the physical changes of pregnancy that l- alter the, you know, alter the insides of christine and people like you that literally you know like my rib cage spread i had twins so like it's never yeah. gone back like it literally your physiology is transformed yeah. by pregnancy yeah. that, that's absolutely yeah. right <laughs> i mean you know the idea that men can be women is preposterous on by that very nature as i as i've said before here on the podcast you know one of the first things that happens to a zygote is it's diff it's it's gender differentiation x chrome xx chromosome and xy chromosome i think that that happens i don't know it's six weeks or so i can't even remember when but it's like before there's a brain stem before there's anything the idea that that a human being comes out in the wrong body is itself an extraordinary um denial of sort of like the essentialism that we have come to expect from modern scientific understanding you well, know and it's, and, and it's not even again if it was just a handful of people want to have decided that mind uh, trumps matter biological matter and they're going to live and, and claim to be the opposite sex that would be one thing but i think and, and in particular the difference between the trans women and the trans men there is an effort underway on behalf of trans women to erase the use of female language, to, to, literally to stop calling women women and to, to call us all these other euphemisms, which they get mocked, I think, appropriately, like chest feeders and people with cervixes and you know, all this like crazy stuff. But that is actually at its heart an effort to erase women, to erase what it means to be a woman because you can no longer call yourself the thing that you are. That is not tolerance. <laughs> that is authoritarianism. There was this viral video where Josh Hawley, he's a senator from Missouri, was talking to, I don't know her name, Keisha or something. Um, She's a law professor from UC Berkeley. And she called him a transphobe and said that he was, you know, putting trans lives in jeopardy. He was saying something. He's like, oh, yeah, are you talking about women? And she's like, I'm talking about people with a capacity for pregnancy. And anyways, that phrase, it made me feel like I want to get a little racist against uh, trans people here. So I'm just a 50-year-old straight white man, you know, nothing nothing to see here, move along. But the people I find attractive, the people that I would like to engage in, you know, I guess, what, what do you call it, sex with, it's people who have a capacity for pregnancy. Like, for instance, trans women do not have a capacity for pregnancy, and I would not want to, you know, it's not necessarily women, you know, do I want to have sex with women? Well, yeah, I guess, if, if you know, if, that, if that's still allowed, if you can still call someone a woman, then yes. 
But if you can be born a man and then you be a woman, then that's not the kind of person I want to have sex with. But on the other hand, I think it's a, it's a pretty good phrase. People with a capacity for pregnancy, like that is who I, that, 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 that's who I'm attracted to. That's who I'd want to have sex with. Like, you know what's nice about it? So that rules out like men who think they're women, but it also rules out kids. So kids can't get pregnant and I don't want to have sex with a kid. It also rules out like old ladies after menopause and I don't really want to have sex with them either. So I guess I'm a people with a capacity for pregnancy file. And I have a people with capacity for pregnancy philia because that's who's hot. I mean, that's too long of a term. So person with a capacity for pregnancy, PWPC. I'm, 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 I'm super into PWCPs. Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.